This is the Well Brewed Podcast, where we share our 40 plus years of commercial brewing experience to help fellow beer lovers on their journey of building a brewery. Full disclosure, we own a brewery equipment business, but we aren't here to sell you anything. This is truly about helping the industry we love. So g'day, welcome to episode five, the Well Brewed Podcast. My name's Lockie, and along with my mates Clemmy and hey. Jake, we're drinking fresh local beer and chatting about building breweries. So in today's episode, diving into the world of consultants. Uh, but first, <laughs> what are we drinking today, lads? One of Dave's blackberry sours. They've done a great job on the can art. So um, I think for the listeners, um, worth noting, so Jake, well, we normally record two in a row when we do this. I think we're only going to do one today, but Jake's made a note that our second episode's always better because we've had a beer so we got ordered to have a drink over lunch today. Um, I only had some 8.7% Super Hornet in the fridge. So I actually had a double G&T. Um, I guess I'm, I'm probably wishing I had the Super Hornet now. <laughs> two shots is probably too many. But anyway, what, do you guys take uh, your marching orders from Jake? Yeah, well, I definitely did. What do you have, Jake? I had a Cooper's Purple XPA that was sitting in my fridge from leftovers from camping on the weekend. Very nice. Very Delicious. nice. A little bit <laughs> temp- tempered. 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 To, yeah, it's been to central Queensland and back. <laughs> what about you, Clemmy? I uh, couldn't stomach a <laughs> beer after a protein shake, so um, I went directly to sour. <laughs> well, there you go. Must be must be your age. Well, too yeah. much gym trips, mate. Getting getting old. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So on to more pressing issues. Um, consultants. So I guess it can be a bit of a minefield when you're planning your brewery. Everyone's an expert and wants to charge you for their time. Um, it's hard to know what you what you can do or what you want to pay someone else to do. So today we're going to dive in and give our two cents on what we think is worth paying for and what's not. What you can do yourself. And what's worth engaging someone else? Mm. So how are we going to do this? What are the rules? You said this was going to be a bit like a game. This is a bit of a game. We thought it'd make it a little bit fun. Um, I thought what we'd probably do, we'd go through all the different consultants you can use one by one, have a bit of a chat about them, talk about our experience, and then we'll give them a score out of five pints. So one mm. pint being don't worry about it, do it yourself. Five pints being engage one for sure. Just to interject a little, mm. weren't we consultants? We were in a previous life. So and how, how would you rate us then? Us personally? Yeah. Currently as consultants, one, one point. point. We don't Excellent. do any consulting anymore. Well, uh, we give it away now. We realise that people didn't. Yeah, it's all free. This is, <laughs> so the, it's, this, this is the consulting. This is the consulting. Listen to the podcast, drink a beer and build a brewery. That's the, uh, the name of the game. All right, so, so by the end of it, we should be at four or five pints scale. <laughs> I would say you, you would have been four or five pints in your early consulting days, Clemmy, but uh, yeah. I think since I joined the business, we've probably gone downhill a smidge. <laughs> but, uh, All right, let's get on with it. So um, we're starting at the start, town planners. Um, what are they? What do they do? Why do we use them? They help with all things zoning, giving advice, telling you what consultants you should engage with um really trying to 
streamline your DA application process is the aim of their game, right? Isn't that the outcome? That their outcome is that the development application is approved. Yeah. So my understanding of the town planner is that you're engaging them to get an outcome on your development application. So they're dealing one-on-one with council on your behalf. Yep. They're submitting, writing and submitting your DA and nursing it through the process so that you end up in a position uh, where you've got your DA sooner rather than later. Absolutely. And given, I think, Jake, Jake, you're definitely right. Like if you're in a zone where you're pretty comfortable, you've got the right um, zoning to be able to put a brewery, so we're talking medium industrial, medium impact industry. So, you know, depends where you are on that zoning and where you are in the country uh, as to whether you want to take on a town planner or not. I mean, if you're, I guess, best case scenario is is your smack bang pre-approved in medium industry, medium impact industry zoning, um, pre-approved for any industry. So you'd be a pretty good shot to not need a town planner. If you're in a zone which is mixed residential, whatever, you've got some more interesting conditions around your development application, then my thoughts are that is it it's probably a good idea to employ or engage a town planner to get you through some of those processes. I mean, they're if good town planners know the system, know the people can talk and um, predict what you're going to need in order for this to go ahead. So they can give you a massive jump on the time it takes to get your DA approved. And I mean, without having your DA approved, you don't get your building approval. You don't get anything done. You can't start construction. Yeah. You're sitting on a, you might have a site and you might be paying rent. Then the sooner you can get your DA approved, the sooner you can get started. So good value for money if you can get it done quicker time. And, D, and DA would be one of the most arduous processes Absolutely. when starting up um, and painful. So it sounds like we're all kind of in agreement. They're pretty valuable. What are we going to score town planners then? How many pints? I'd go four. 4.5. Yeah, I, I was thinking five. I mean, I don't think I'd build a brewery with that one. Yeah, I, I leave myself some room to move generally. That's safe. So. Four point five. You're the 4. you're the 5. beer judge that never gives anything over eighteen, mate. Yeah, I think there are rare circumstances where you, where you can um <laughs> where you can get away with it. But for the for the most part, you're either a brewery that's fighting in an industrial estate to open up a cafe, or you're in a cafe sort of space opening to fighting to open up a medium impact industrial facility. Right. Okay, so that's a four pints, one schooner. Yeah, I would have thought I got overruled on that one, five pints. No, let's go four, one. Good. What? Let's break the rules. Hydraulic consultants. Cool. Let's rip into that. I love them. 
Um, I think they're, they're your underrated. people, mate. Yeah, well, they're, they're civil engineers. Um, <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> no, they're, they're good because especially if you find one that's um, going to one provide you with a reasonable set of drawings of your site that have fully laid out all the isometrics of all your utilities so you can give what's this... it what's an isometric jake so oh, so an isometric drawing is um like a three dimensional schematical sort of drawing of pipe flows or you know your the way you're going to run your pneumatics or the way you're going to run your air compressed air lines so you can get these nice three-dimensional runs which have dimensions on them which then you can provide to all of your trades that you need to engage so that they can accurately quote on your job yep um, okay so can you do this or install or upgrade your hydraulics or plumbing or drainage without a hydraulic consultant is that possible you can but you're going to need to know a reasonable amount of plumbing so you need to be a plumber probably. You basically need to be a plumber so that you know that the plumbing certifier is going to sign off on it and it's all going to be a-okay. Okay, so a hydraulic consultant is your conduit between what you want to achieve from a hydraulic, you know, water, plumbing, drainage perspective and whoever's signing off it at council for approval to do the works. Yes, and it also ties into your trade waste um, and they're just making sure that that you're going to put in the right uh, sized pipes to be able to handle your discharge flow rates. And, it's also and up to up to code, right? So everything yeah. is legal and up to code. Yeah, I would suggest that you need one of that, right? You can't unless you are a licensed plumber who knows all the codes. Yeah, then who's willing to gamble their plumbing license? <laughs> Well, that's the other thing is hydraulic. Most plumbers just will lean on the plans by a hydraulic consultant anyway, right? Yeah. I'd say I'd say it's probably the one that's, for me, it's the one consultant that you definitely need to engage. Okay. Five right. pints. Five pints. Five pints. There you go. Hydraulic consultants. Well done. You're winning. Winning so far. On that note, hydraulic consultants are not a one size fits all. You can't just, you're not going to get the same service from one as you do from the others. So I would suggest shopping around and talking to them about what you're actually trying to achieve and what you want as an outcome from engaging them. And if they've worked with breweries before, is that advantageous? Yes, absolutely. Definitely. That's that's a good point, Jake, because we have seen, I think we've probably seen the opposite ends of the spectrum here with hydraulic consultants, uh, ones that essentially just look at com, you know, maximum flow rates and uh, don't have a great understanding of how you're going to operate a brewery in the space they will tend to over-spec everything to the nth degree because they're working at absolute max flow rates, absolute peak everything. And so, yeah, um, yeah with that lack of understanding, they, they want to be sure that they're providing something it. that can handle it. But yeah. in reality, you need 
you need something in the middle uh, so that, you know, your brewer can manage it to some extent because he's going to manage flow rates down the drain, uh, but you don't want to be not meeting the code either. Yeah. Like yeah. you're not going to walk away from a fermenter with the just leaving the drain open. So depends how pissed, really pissed you are. Yeah, at, oh, yeah. At, at the at the owner. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so have we answered yeah. that one? There we yep, have. I think so. Yep. Hydraulic consultants, five pints. Need them. Five pints. Righto. Okay. Next, licensing consultants, licensing experts. So thinking in the realm of someone to assist you on writing your application and getting your liquor license through and approved in whatever form you may desire. Um, I think it's useful. I think it depends on how complicated your business model is. Mm. A lot of people do go it alone though in this space. Do you think? It's probably 50-50. I think if you were going to just open up on an artisanal license and you're fairly confident that you're going to get it through, then whatever, it doesn't matter. Well, and also if, if you, you can, you're competent at writing and doing the um, applications and know how to deal with government, et cetera, right? Like it's a little bit of a skill it's set. It's a little bit involved, yeah. If you've got a, if you're just doing a tap house on your brewery and all you want to do is sell your own beers and a few other local craft beers, the artisan license is specifically designed for that for that uh, application. So if you're just doing that, then, you know, maybe you don't need to hire anyone. If your, if your venue is in a location, you want to be able to serve every alcoholic beverage under the sun and you want a hotel license, uh, then that's going to be a lot more difficult to navigate. And generally we'll see a lot more difficulty with the development application in those circumstances as well. But if you're taking on something like that, that's a serious task. I would be considering using a licensing consultant to get a hotel license. I think yeah, it's probably yeah. also worth noting that it's all state-based. So the art artisanal yes. license is oh, Queensland because yes. that's a Queensland government initiative. Um, there's a similar thing in New South Wales, I think. I don't remember the name yes, of it. there is but in New South Wales. It's all different. I know there's wholesaler stuff. Wholesaler producer. Yeah, producer wholesaler. But no, there's a, another one that's similar to the artisanal one. I can't remember. But, and again, liquor licensing different to your ATO license to produce as well. Like there's a distinction there. Yes, that's probably absolutely. something you can manage yourself, I would say but your state-based licensing for your venue and your site. Are we talking about manufacturing license in this same Probably not. I think it's probably just good to make the distinction. I would say that we're talking more about liquor licensing, state-based liquor licensing. Yeah. Okay. So what's the ruling on this one? Maybe three. I was going to say, I was going to make a rule that we can't say three because it's like, it's cheats. 2.5 pints. Two pints and a pony. What's it? What do you call it up here? Half a pint? A midi. A midi, yeah. Is it a midi? A pot. A pot. I think it's a pot. It's a it's pot a in pot. Queensland. Five pots. A skiff. Five pots. <laughs> so, hang on. <laughs> I, I would I would say if it's artisan license only, yeah. it's one pint. If it's a hotel license, 
I'm be I'm at four points. Pints. Okay. So artisan or equivalent. One pint. Hotel. Four. Okay. Yeah. Let's do that. Very good. All right. Moving on. Brewing consultants, probably a little bit close to the bone, guys, but um, we don't do this anymore, so we can speak somewhat objectively about it. What, um, so I guess starting off, like what could a brewing consultant offer you and what sort of services for someone who's starting a brewery from scratch, what are the things they could offer? I think there's, there's quite a few brewing consultants out there now. Seemingly they, more every day. More hmm. every day. We're hearing hmm. more of every day. Uh, so depending on where these consultants have come from, like they offer a range of services, like from recipe development to you know, quality, quality systems and audits around mm-hmm. micro hygiene mm-hmm. quality. Yep. So I'd say recipe development and, you know, quality systems, those types of things where, you know, your consultants come from maybe quite a technical background. Yeah. You know, depending on where you are in your journey with your brewery. Yeah. then those people could be pretty useful. Like if you're looking to go with, go for national distribution of, a brand yeah. uh, and you want to ensure that you've got good good process systems in place and quality systems in place and a HACCP and food safety system in place, then, yeah, I would suggest a brewery consultant could be pretty handy. Recipe development, yeah, certainly. Like there's – we've seen lots and lots of different recipes out in the marketplace. Um they're all put together very differently, but yeah. you know, if you're shooting for the stars with gold medal winning beers, then it might be worth a brewing consultant having a bit of a once over of your recipes. The the other thing I think like value they could add is if you're coming from like a homebrew background and you're scaling up recipes, there could be some value there. Yeah. Or if um, designing process, you know, if you've only ever brewed on corny kegs and uh, grandfathers, etc then it is a bit of a jump in a skill, you know, in skill set from pushing beer around and filtering and processing and dry hopping and all those things. There could be some value in using someone um, in that space to help you design those processes and get them up to a a reasonably reasonable industry standard. Absolutely. I think also just understanding in a commercial brewing arrangement, like what are the key quality parameters that you're that you're trying to achieve and what are your gates and you know, your quality gates and your sign-offs and all of that sort of stuff. Yeah, those processes would be very handy if you're scaling up. But it depends on your skill set, right? So if you're coming, you've run a brewery for someone else for five years, you've got a pretty good grasp, you've got some good training behind you and you're going in to build a brewery and start something up, it's probably not as much of a need. Maybe there's some one or two gaps that you could lean on, you know, someone for. But if you 
starting completely from scratch, having never run a commercial brewery before, there's probably a good need for it. So I would say, where are we going to land brewing consultants? Somewhere in the middle, right? I mean, it's it's kind of 50-50 if you, depending on your own yeah. skill set. I know it's a sucky answer. Here's, an, here's another one, actually. If, you, if you're an owner or you're looking and you know, you're keen to start a brewery, but you don't actually have any brewing experience. Um, you are just really enamored with the concept and think it's yeah. financially viable. Yeah. Um, you know, talking to someone who has got some commercial experience and understanding of um, the financial models uh, to make sure that what you're doing, because there's a you know this significant investment happening when you're starting a brewery so you want to make sure that you're getting good return on investment yeah i think that is probably a good place to start you know finding a a consultant that understands you know the commercial marketplace and the commercial and financial side of starting a brewery that'd be pretty handy yep okay and those guys do exist and they're out there yep Okay, so I'm going to say three and a half pints, brewery consultants. What do you guys reckon? Yeah, someone in that realm. I, it, it does come down to the level of experience you've got when you started up. If you've got mm. a great brewer. And I guess so, who's in your, like in your startup team? Mm, you might yeah. have people there that are willing to help and have some skills that you can lean on. Yeah, doing your initial design phase. Well, let's say I'm going to break my rule I just made. Three pints. Three pints. Three pints. Let's go. All right. Um, (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Business coaches. Is this for specifically starting a brewery or starting? Yeah, well, just it's just starting a business. Yeah, you're starting a business that happens to be a craft brewery, a microbrewery, a brew pub specifically, probably. And do you need a business coach to help you along on your merry way? Discuss. He's just trying to make us fight. Well, it would, <laughs> it would, it would be more entertaining. I say nah. No? Yeah, it's an interesting one. We've had a bit of experience. I think that hospitality is fairly well studied um, and you can get all the metrics and stuff that you need to run a successful hospitality-based business quite easily. You just got to not be an umpty. As in there's enough good free information out there. Yeah. Um, And then like in terms of like actual ins and outs of business, like it depends on what you're trying to achieve. Like you could be able to lean on if you've just hired a brewery consultant, they might have enough knowledge in running a brewery of significant size to not warrant it. Let's say you're just starting a brew pub and you have no aspirations of whole like large wholesale distribution. Is it worthwhile paying a business coach or do you just spend your nights and weekends online learning how to read a P&L? And how to do budgeting and forecasting. Yeah, I would say you don't need an MBA to run a brew pub. <laughs> I'm just I'm seeing a theme here. It all depends 
on the skills within the team. Yeah. So if you've got someone like a sales and marketing person who understands numbers uh, and, you know, how it's all going to go together and work and can forecast what, you know, what you think you can achieve and therefore that forms the basis of your profit and loss and you can then understand before you even do anything whether your business is viable, hmm. then that's fine. Yep. If, if you're going into it super green and it's a passion project and you've got no business skills, then like you can do it. That's, that's fine too. It's probably going to grow organically and you'll learn and you'll... You might have some hard times. Yeah, yeah you might not be the most times. You make some mistakes. I guess it, it, is, it comes down to how fast you want to get up and running, how much internal experience you have and how much now you have around just making a business profitable. I'm Understanding hearing the detail... Is pretty important when you're running running a brewing business. So if you've had a brewer or a commercial person in the team who's done it before, then that's pretty helpful because there's a lot of things that go into running a, a brewery. And mm. I think one of the things that is overlooked a lot is how much working capital you need because of the, you know, you put all your raw materials into this thing and then the beer sits in the brewery in work in progress for, depends, can be yeah. for months. four weeks, can be, can be months. Yeah. So you're holding all this cash without actually getting any return on investment. So, you know, you need to have a good understanding of the process. Mm. I, I'm hearing a lot of sitting on the fence here, guys. There is a lot of fence. There is. I know. Just give me a ruling. How many pints? Do you need a business coach? I'm going to say nah. probably not. Nah. For for a nah. brew pub? Two, two I pints. Think two pints. Or one pint. One pint. One to two pints. Pff, knock them down. One pint. I'm, I'm in agreement. All right. Well, let's finish up with marketing consultants. Interesting Ooh. one. Hopefully not as much fence sitting here. Um, we spoke last week, mate, it was a week before, about what was the episode called? Is making good beer enough? Something like that. Mm. We spoke a lot about your brand and your marketing. I, you know, I'm fairly of the strong opinion that you need to have a strong brand, you need to have strong marketing, and... I would also say that people starting up businesses themselves have a tendency to be emotional about the decisions when it comes to marketing and branding. And I think that's the absolute wrong approach. I think it should be customer focused. It should be objective and it should be commercial and based around what your customers like and not what you like as a business owner. I know it sucks and it's, I'm sorry that you have to hear that, but that's when the worst branding and marketing is done is about what I like and what I feel rather than my customers like and what they feel. So I feel pretty strongly that it's 
money well spent. If you can get an objective opinion to from a professional who can build you a strategy and a brand that is not just based on what you thought about with you and your mates, I think you're much better placed to have a successful business than if you do it yourself. Mm. And that I would is, agree. And that is the TED Talk by Lachlan Crothers. Low back yeah. your TED Talk. Mm. It's who's in your team. If you have no marketing, if you don't have a marketing bone in your team, then yeah. outsource it. I guess it's hard for people to recognize if they don't have marketing skills. I, I see a well, lot of people think that everything that they do is genius and they can't be faulted, including yeah, I've, myself. I've heard, I've heard comments <laughs> around marketing, and I'm not a marketing expert and I don't claim to be one, but I've heard comments around marketing. Oh, we don't worry about marketing. It's just, just get someone to post on Facebook, like as if yeah. that's the extent of it. And I've heard comments about not having a creative bone in my body, but then also having strong opinions about every creative thing that's done for the business. I think it's really important to realize where your strengths and weaknesses are and be honest about it Yeah. and try and um, get skills there. Because if you have great beer and average marketing, you will not succeed. Yeah. I'm sorry. We've talked about it before. Like I've come from corporate background and have seen how much money gets invested into marketing. Mm -hmm. It's pretty clear that it's important. Um, I'm not saying they get it right every time, but if the thinking is around how you're going to engage with your customers and there's a lot more understanding of what is required around that, you've got much more chance of being successful. So in my mind, branding, marketing, super important. Yeah, wrap up on marketing. We need to score that. Marketing consultants, I'm giving them a four point four pints and a schooner. I think yeah. at least four pints and a, and a schooner. And once again, there's different levels of marketing consultants as well. Absolutely. And some that will just do your branding, some that will help you develop your whole strategy. So just be going to it mindfully with what you're actually trying to achieve out of it. That's right. 100%. Okay. Well, that's that's about that. I might just show us run through the scores. What we got, we had town planners at four points, one schooner, quite important. We had hydraulic consultants at five pints. Uh, that would be essential, I would say. Licensing consultants, we've got five pots or we have one pint if just an easy artisan license or four pints if you're a hotel license. Brewing consultants, we've got three pints depending on your individual experience. Business coaches, we've got one pint. Don't bother unless you're a numpty, thanks to Jake. Um, Or marketing consultants, four pints, one schooner, quite important. So... I think that's enough um anything else you guys want to add anything fun you're doing anything exciting i'm going to the rugby tonight dolphins and the uh rabbitos mm, so, i might go drive and get some molasses get some molasses making some rum i want to try and make some rum are you and clemmy playing golf again no i'm uh having a quiet one tonight <laughs> off to bed 7 30 
Seven thirty lights out. Come over and drink out. a bunch of rum with me. I Just think I'm get, good. Get inspired. No, I'll be drinking Bundy at the Bundy at the rugby, mate. I'm a yeah. Central Queensland boy, so uh, I've had my fair share of rum in my entire life. I think you're rummed out. <laughs> rummed More out. Rummed out. Especially uh, when it's that special rum that they make up there. <laughs> well, cheers to Dave for the awesome beers. Yes, well done, Dave. We did pay for them. We don't get free beer. We support the industry. Um, and that's it for episode five of the Well Brewed Podcast. As always, if you have any ideas of subjects you'd like to hear about or any specific questions you want answered, please hit us up on Facebook or Instagram at Well Brewed, W-E-L-L-B-R-E-W-D, or email us at podcast at wellbrewed.com.au. And that's it. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.